Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nick Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going on this beautiful Friday today, Chuck? Oh, it's a great day, Nick. You know? <laughs> it's, it, an, it's a dumb bleep day. It's a, it, we're early today. It's morning in, in actual parts of the, as we always say, of the contiguous United States right mm-hmm. now. So it's early. I'm, con- I'm barely awake. The continental. Yeah. So um, thank you for being here so early. Sorry, the Nick thing is a joke. I'm just, we're just going to keep it going. Uh, Jack from Lions of Liberty has been calling me Nick for a while. And uh, he, they finally realized that my name was Nate. And so now I just, we thought it'd be good for me to switch to Nick now that they're going to be calling me Nate. Right. <laughs> I just... You'll get the right name. All kinds somewhere. of confusion yeah. out so, there. So, so, so anyhow, uh, it's Dumb Bleep Friday right now. It is the coveted Dumb Bleep episode of Good Morning Liberty. And if you want to vote on this episode, then you can join for as little as $5 a month by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Like all of these people that are watching live right now that are going to get to vote on what the official podcast dumbest bleep of the week that we saw was. Other than the things that we already talked about this week, because there were plenty of dumb things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll but, tell you what, it's morning time in, in Montana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Morning time in Colorado. It's morning time in California. Yep. We actually have quite a few listeners from the great, great blue state of wildfire, California. And, <laughs> and then Hawaii's still favorite morning show, just a bit early. Yeah. Sorry for those so, folks. Sorry to be so early today mm. for everyone there in Hawaii. Yeah. So they're, they're on island time, it's their own time. I say this every week on Friday, but holy crap, this was a dumb week. And this, if you can imagine, this was actually the most dumb bleep submissions that we'd had. The more we talk about it, the more people keep sending things in. People on Twitter, people sending emails. Thank you to everyone who sends in all the submissions. I'm sorry, not every single one of them can make it in there. And of course, people in the Patreon group get to send in their dumb bleep submissions as well. And I'm sorry not all of them make it in there, but I had Because you're a tyrannical dictator mm-hmm. who decides yep. what the best one is. I had about 30 things that could have qualified for today's episode, and I, I narrowed it down as much as I possibly could, down to eight today for us to vote on. We normally mm-hmm. max out at seven, but a couple of these we'll run through really quickly because they're just dumb and we know why, and we'll, we'll add them onto the list. But they're so... We even received a submission from the Libertarian Party. Of, of Tennessee. Of Tennessee. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for listening and thank you. And it, and it did make it in the show. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, okay. So they made the cut. They made the cut. So thank you for sending that in. Charlie, go ahead and get us yeah, started off with number one. Let's do dumb bleep number one, folks. And you guys, you guys really need to see this live. You, you got to watch the vid, all right? The video. I guess we put these up on YouTube afterwards. Yeah. For yeah. the ones that don't get banned. Um. This tweet is from uh, Resist Capital, um, and, he, and he names himself Resist Capitalism, of course. And all he posts here is hashtag Resist Capitalism, and then a shop link to the t-shirt he's selling that says Resist Capitalism. <laughs> I put up a link to the shirt also, and this is an old post, but the shirt's still for sale on here, and uh, I had just seen it this week. And here's the shirt, if any of you guys want to do your part. 
to resist capitalism, you can buy this shirt uh, from this website right here for $23 plus shipping. <laughs> and so do, do your part, comrades, to resist the evils of capitalism. Use capitalism to show your support for resisting it. Oh, <laughs> it's too easy, really. It, it says, just, resist capitalism. On this day, we must fight. He can no longer hold us back. Today, we the people will rise. How can we support this system? Everyday people die because of greed. In the future, everyone is equal. Resisting capitalism is a must. Only you can bring this forward. Now is the time to act. You can lead the change by buying the shirts. <laughs> by, by resisting capitalism and supporting capitalism at the same time. It's oh. a beautiful thing. It's no, uh, Maurice, it is not free. It costs $23 plus shipping. And by the way, I know that you can get those shirts for as little, if he's doing drop shipping, which I assume for as little as about $8 for some of the cheaper shirts. I don't know if that's a cheaper shirt or not. And, and selling it for 23 plus the shipping. So uh, that's, uh, that's great. You're doing a great job. Good job, everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's dumb bleep number one. That's an easy one right there. That's pretty dumb, and we all know that. Here's another one that we can breeze over really quickly. Elizabeth Warren, we talked about this earlier in the week. Dumbleep number two. Uh, now, this has to do with the fact that a federal court has said that Facebook is not a monopoly, that the FTC failed to show that they were a monopoly. So Elizabeth Warren tweeted, Anybody on the internet knows that Facebook has monopoly power. They control 85% of social network traffic, bulldoze competition, and undermine our democracy. We need stronger antitrust laws to break up big tech and finally unwind mergers like Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Mm. And she tweeted this from her Twitter profile. (laughs) That's the dumb bleep right there. (laughs) She went to a competitor of Facebook to get her message that has millions and millions and millions of users to let everyone know that Facebook is a monopoly. Did she post this on her Facebook? Probably. I'm I'm sure she did, but um, I mean, just how great is it to let everyone know about the another website that you're not using to contact everyone that the other website is a monopoly? (laughs) That's so great. I mean, at least she changed it to monopoly power now. Yes, they have monopoly power, and they're so tyrannical that their service is free. That's that's how crazy it is. You know, (laughs) they've got free servicing. That's, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. We have to stop this. They don't force you to do anything. <laughs> in okay. fact, you can still run ads in your newspaper and on TV and on the radio. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. other previous places you can, you don't have to run ads on Facebook. I will say a complaint about Facebook real quick. We did our video talking about climate change, the heat wave, earlier in the week, Monday, uh, Monday or Tuesday. And we questioned the climate change narrative. We actually didn't deny climate change. We questioned the idea that because there's a heat wave, that that is evidence that there is climate change because we were pulling from a very small uh, data pool to decide that. And Facebook will not allow us to run ads on that video. And with all the other things we can run ads on, uh, but that post right there, there's no option to run ads on that post. Because it says climate change. Because it says climate change mm-hmm. in the title. So Thanks, Facebook. Yeah, thank you for that. Okay. All right. Oh, she's making it in every week now. I know. Dumb bleep number three. Uh, Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot claims racism and sexism is driving about 99% of criticism 
over Chicago crime wave. So she's on it again, guys. She's not backing down. Chicago Mayor Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot claimed on Tuesday night that the intense criticism leveled at her office over Chicago's spiking gun violence is the result of racism and sexism. So here's the thing, y'all. If you come out and say that all this violence we're dealing with is because of systemic racism and people are like, well, what about this? And she's like, well, you're just being racist and sexist. Yeah. You have no argument against me whatsoever. I feel like they teach gaslighting now (laughs) when you are part of the woke left. Yeah. It's like a course you go through for the, to be a, to be a Democrat now. WTTW asked Lightfoot about how much of the criticism she's received over the skyrocketing crime rate has been the result of racism, sexism. And she quickly answered about 99%. So almost anyone that brings this up and criticizes her, it's only because she is a black woman. who looks like Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. She also claims that the crime is down. Though it does not appear the statistics line up with her own assessment. Hmm. Chicago's had 326 murders so far in 2021, compared to 323 during the same period in 2020, and 241 in 2019, a 35% rise. The homicide rate among blacks is nine times higher than the homicide rate among non-blacks, reported the city's Department of Public Health on June 15th. Criminal sexual assaults, such as rape, are also up 22% since last year. But she says, they're going down. And um, if you say anything about our crime wave and what we're doing, or the spike in crime, well, you're just a racist and sexist. Yeah. That's all it is. That it is. It, it's not just, I mean, it is gaslighting to be a little bit more. Now, she is, say, she is saying that the crime rate's actually going down which the data doesn't support whatsoever, but what it, maybe she feels it's her own personal truth that the crime data is showing that crime is going down. But so there's a little bit of gaslighting happening there. And then there's also playing the victim card as well. Where you're saying like, oh, the only reason you're criticizing me is, is because I'm black and I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. It looks like field juice. That's it. <laughs> it's the, uh, that's the only reason. So that's dumb bleep number three. And remember, everyone watching, these are going in the Dumb Bleep channel on the Discord, and we will vote on them by reacting with a thumbs up. That is how we will vote on them, okay? Oh, so you did a new process In that channel. Because there were eight of them, I wanted Mm. people to be able to see them at the end of the show and and look at them and appreciate the dumbness that's going on. Gotcha. I'm with you. All right, so continuing on, Dumb Bleep number four. Okay. I don't know if you guys know anything about libertarianism. Wait, hang on. Matt said Chicago is beta testing the purge. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a test. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to see here. We're just <laughs> testing things out. Yeah, I mean, it's really terrible. We looked at the data, I think last week we talked about it, mm-hmm. and it was one out of every 10 black males that die in Chicago are, are from murder. Are from, I mean, that's bad. That's real bad. That's, that's really bad. I'm surprised Syria hasn't sent over their forces. To, it's time for them to invade. It's to, a little targeted drone bombing. To curb the, yeah. know, the violence mm-hmm. that's, that's happening in that area. From what I can tell, that's what you're supposed to do when places are super violent. And, uh, okay, so Dumbly number four, I don't know if you guys ever heard of libertarianism. It is this philosophy that uh, you should enslave people and take things by force and destroy people's lives and and do all of that kind of stuff. According to this person, according to Matthew Bond, who's from Nashville, apparently MJ Bond Nashville is the Twitter handle. 
He says, libertarians want to take us back to the antebellum period. No thanks. Libertarians want to take us back to the antebellum period, which is a time before the Civil War being the actual definition of antebellum. We had to look that up so we could deal with the old Lady A fiasco that happened. And um, this is wrong. Just so you guys know, uh, libertarians are very much uh, the main thing that libertarians adhere to would be called the non-aggression principle, which, by the way, people who aren't libertarians don't really care about the nap, and it's, you're not going to really make great points with them with that, although it is good to have a nice principle like that that lines out everything. Non-aggression. Uh, libertarians would be very much against enslavement, uh, enslavement to work or do anything like that. It would be actually the opposite of, of the antebellum period, to tell you the truth. And libertarians are very much for progress. They, like they we, are. Yeah. yeah. Libertarians we don't want to so- go back to 95% of people living below the poverty or living on less than a dollar a day and everybody farming and dying. Libertarians were in support of mi- minority rights before any of the major parties were. Uh, now, it didn't do them any good. You know, well, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But going back to the 70s, talking about, talking about gay rights, talking, talking about civil rights, all, all stuff like that. Libertarian Party has always been behind all of that. This, so this person has no idea what they're talking about. It's actually sad to me that they think that, that, is a, that what they said is correct. And hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe some of the libertarians that they've talked to need to do a better job explaining things. That, that, that would just be my... Let's take some personal responsibility here. You'll probably ask Gary Johnson. He'll, he'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. All right. So that's Dumbleep number four. Right there. Now we're going to start getting heavy. Mm. Right, we went, we ran a, through the easy one. That was just a warm-up. Yeah. All right, dump leap number five. Cinco for all my Spanish-speaking folks out there. <laughs> Becoming conscious as a white person is a little bit like waking up. I'm sorry, this is from Caitlin Johnstone. Caitlin Johnstone. Becoming conscious as a white person is a little bit like waking up with a bad hangover, covered in blood and surrounded by dead bodies. <laughs> And slowly realizing that you're holding the murder weapon. <laughs> one more time. Can you tell me that one more time? So, I, I don't know who wakes up with a bad hangover like this, but apparently <laughs> Caitlin has before. So, she says, becoming, becoming conscious as a white person is a little bit like waking up with a bad hangover. And then she goes on to describe the bad hangover here. Covered in blood and surrounded by dead bodies. And slowly realizing that you're holding the murder weapon. I think maybe I would authorize a... a what kind of alcohol is she drinking, by the way? I would authorize a search of her house, honestly. <laughs> uh, because she, she might think that everyone is like this. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. I think we might have some issues here. So what kind of party was that? I'm pretty sure we could issue a warrant here based <laughs> she, on this tweet, to tell you the truth. So That's one hell of a hangover. <laughs> My God, I, you know, let me tell a personal story. I toured in a band, I toured in a rock band. Okay. And I was fortunate enough to play with, um, with some pretty big, pretty big rock groups like shine down and some others. And, uh, there was a lot of partying that happened. There were a lot of hangovers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, none of this ever happened. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of confused. What? Well, you never became conscious about oh, your white an, guilt. Like you have to realize all the atrocities it was an unconscious that, that you uh, committed. Party. So we yeah. just woke up with. We were still unconscious in our hangover. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so you, once you become conscious, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is so ridiculous. My my biggest issue with this, and so what she's talking about is uh, basically her her white fragility and the fact that the the, the white man, the white people, uh, all the terrible things that they've done. But here's the issue. Uh, we don't all have to be lumped into a group based on the color of our skin. We could all be treated as individuals. And if she wakes up uh, with a murder weapon and blood surrounded by dead bodies, then she needs to feel bad about that. She should probably go to prison. And contact the police, I would say. <laughs> but just simply because you're white does not mean that you have to carry all the terrible things that have happened in history. That you, can, you can make sure they don't happen anymore, and you can make sure there aren't systems in place that continue terrible things happening. But it does not mean that you have to carry the guilt of what people a couple generations ago did. Human beings, in essence, throughout history, have been terrible people. Mm-hmm. Most all of them, races, yeah. a lot of them, all creeds, all ethnicities. What about the <laughs> the nice preacher man who went on a boat over to that tribe? Yeah, yeah, right. Just a friendly guy. He was obviously the minority in that tribe. They're just coming over to say hi, and they just killed him. They just yeah. shot him with a bunch of poison arrows. Is that in Australia, right? Racist island, what it was. Bunch of, ra- yeah, racist islanders, obviously. Yeah. Like, the human race has, been, has done unbelievably malevolent, evil, disgusting, terrible things to different people because of the way they look, different people because of the way they act, different people because of all kinds of things, because they have disabilities or whatever. There's been... Absolutely catastrophic, terrible, disgusting things that all of humans have done. And I find it disgusting that now all of a sudden it's the just the white person, right, that's done all these terrible, awful things. Mm-hmm. And it's not even this generation. This happened generations ago, which were terrible. They were terrible, awful, ridiculous things. I, my dad just called me earlier, and they were in uh, Charleston, and they visited the museum. Uh, where they the the actual slave house where they used to buy slaves and it was it was this inside this building where, where or your whatever. dad used to buy slaves no oh I'm talking about when they had slavery okay eight I got gotcha. you okay and uh, he said it was just like a it was an eerie like disgusting feeling that we actually traded human beings in, in that in that building and so those it was absolutely disgusting and horrible what happened but then to t- to talk about being coming conscious. Did your dad feel bad about to it? To have like, a bad did hangover. Per- did he personally feel bad about it? He didn't tell me he was surrounded by dead bodies or, or that he was holding or that he was covered in blood or anything. So apparently he's still unconscious. Yeah. That's but, a good that's a good Thomas Soul quote right there, by the way. Thanks, that, Caitlin. Uh, that Matt just posted. Have we uh, reached the ultimate stage of absurdity where some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born? While other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today. That's good stuff. Let me tell you what, man, that's good stuff. Okay, on to dumb bleep number six. We're going to get dumber. You guys want to get dumber? Okay. (laughs) From Wajahat. I don't know if the J is soft or if it's... Wajahat. What? Wajahat Ali. Wajahat Ali? Yeah. I don't know. He says, I see packed restaurants and people inside stores and malls, and their kids aren't wearing masks. I feel I'm in a horror movie. 
Why are you out there? And then, well, he's got a mask on, so it's okay. Okay. Uh, so there's two tweets here associated with this. So first off, he sees people in restaurants and stores and malls with kids that aren't wearing masks. Now, we've already talked about this quite a bit, but as a child, you've got almost no chance of dying from COVID. That does not mean that no children have died from COVID, and we don't want children to die from anything. But it is, in fact, less deadly than the flu to a child, which I'm sure a couple of years ago, he did not feel as if he were in a horror movie. Well, not this when he Delta saw people variant. Walk, well, yeah, this, this Delta variant's worse. Somehow, the, the new variant got worse, which doesn't happen, by the way. That, that, that doesn't happen because... Well, it can. Yeah, it can. Not, not quite as much. Normally, they would be, normally they would be less, less deadly. Because it was the less deadly one that didn't kill off the people that people were then able to spread. Because it well, was not less deadly. Because I'm we, not saying 100% of the time. Yeah. I get what you're saying logically. Yeah. But the thing about things that can mutate so quickly, like viruses. Yeah. Things that have RNA, right? That conform to whatever they're in. The, things about the, the thing about those types of quickly adapting and evolving uh, organisms is that they can. Uh, change so rapidly that we could never um, that you can see worse variants yeah. like the flu, for instance. So they try to figure out what variant of the flu is going to be. And they try to put a, you know, a vaccine together that's going to encompass that variant of the flu because the flu is always changing. And so that's why even if you get the vaccine, you can still get the flu uh, because it changes so much that your the antibodies that develop from the vaccine may not necessarily fight that variant off. Um, and so what happens then is you can see bad flu years where, you know, 60, 70, 80,000 people die as opposed to, you know, the normal 20 to 40,000. Yeah. Except for 2020, we had like maybe a thousand flu deaths. That's probably because there were more Trump rallies that year though. Yeah, probably. You know, and more people died. But variants can be more dangerous. But, um, and this one seems to be, well, what they're saying. They're saying the Delta variant is more impactful to kids. Mm. Okay. Probably so we can close the schools down. Yeah, we got to stop those schools. Mm. And so then a, a, uh, an attachment to this, someone commented, by the way, that's got 13,000 retweets right there, being in a horror movie because kids aren't wearing masks, which regardless of whether or not variants get stronger or weaker, we can't argue the fact that somehow COVID is most most dangerous to children whatsoever or even statistically dangerous it's it's hardly dangerous to children mm-hmm. whatsoever someone else says fully vaccinated raise your hand fully point of privilege <laughs> fully <laughs> fully vaccinated and my only concession is i don't wear gloves to shop anymore haven't seen my so they got fully vaccinated and the only thing they changed was they don't wear gloves to shop anymore and i love how they announced this yeah fully vaccinated hey. On Twitter, just patting my back. Everyone tell me I did a good Here job. I, am. I got vaccinated. Okay. Haven't seen my daughter for two years. She lives in the UK. Mask up, folks. <laughs> Haven't seen my daughter for two years, which means they were having problems before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Because yeah. <laughs> it's only been a year. Oh, a year this, and a few months now. People just, I think they want to be scared of something. The, they want to be afraid. Uh, they they want to have something that they that they need to be worried about every time they go somewhere. Well, and they so, want and they want to tell on their neighbors. They want to yeah. feel as if they like 
well, look at those people. I'm obviously way better than them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's this constant comparison. Like, well, at least I'm not Susan. <laughs> because did you hear what Susan did? You know, she, she stole Deborah's recipe. <laughs> Backstabbing bitch. You know? Not a very Christian thing to do. All right? <laughs> The rotten recipe stealing bitch, Doris. <laughs> Doris. <laughs> At least I'm not Doris, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't steal recipes. So the people always want, we always, we constantly compare ourselves to other people and being like, you know, man, I really should have got more done today, but at least I'm not Nate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sitting over there watching TV shows. <laughs> I was watching a movie I'm, earlier. I'm kidding. Not Sorry, a TV movies. show. Yeah. And Nate's probably thinking the same thing, like, oh, man, you know, I could have done this today, but at least I'm not Charlie taking naps on the couch, you know, because that's what CEOs do, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm you're supposed just to do. constantly sipping whiskey, and I've got a stogie. Can't see it right now, because it's hidden yeah. behind the microphone, mm-hmm. but a constant stogie just billowing smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and He's actually sitting on other people that work for him right now. There's <laughs> right. not even a chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And below them is my pile of money. Yeah. And it, he doesn't wear his monocle for the, for the show, but normally has a monocle right here. That's right. So he can see things just a little bit better. And he doesn't touch the cigar to his mouth. He has one of those, yeah, whatever it is. That, Somebody is holds that? it for me. <laughs> Someone else holds and it for him. Sometimes I, th- I yeah. say thanks. Or he just puts it on the mic stand normally. You know? He had to switch it out for a mic. At least just... I'm not Nate. That's, you know, or Nick. I'm not Nate or Nick. Yeah. But that's what people do. And so I, this is where these types of tweets come from. Like, you know, Wajahat, whatever his name is, Ali, d- doesn't seem to be related to Muhammad Ali, I don't think. Could be. It doesn't seem like a boxer to me. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they're related, it would be a boxer. <laughs> right. And they would have the same, you know, fake last name. Right. But he <laughs> so. just, he wants to call out all these people that aren't doing what he's doing. And so at least he's better than all those. And so he can get all these likes and retweets and feel good about himself. And same thing with Morgane SW, whatever her name is. Same thing. Like, I haven't s- listened to the horror. I haven't seen my daughter in two years. It's so terrible. I am sacrificing everything. Look at my virtuous sacrifice, folks, that I'm telling you about. <laughs> no one noticed. So I have to make sure you know. So anyway. I just, I find that to be hysterical. All right. Now it's finally time to get to also, some. Also, she told a personal story in her tweet. <sighs> Can't follow her. Yeah. It's, it's time to finally get to the dumb bleeps, Charlie. Oh, okay. Now it's time. Now we're. Yeah. Now we're here. Is this, am I dumb bleep number seven? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, this is so good. Ugh. So is that, is that the governor, Gavin, there? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. And this is the one that the, uh, I know the Libertarian Party of Tennessee sent this over on Twitter earlier, and I think someone else had tagged us in the same thing over the week as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right. All right, don't believe number seven. San Jose, <laughs> San Jose in California, will require gun owners to help cover cost of gun violence. So, all you gun owners out there in California, better get out your pocketbooks. San Jose will require gun owners to compensate taxpayers for gun-related emergency responses, the San Francisco Chronicle reports. The ordinance requires every firearm owner to buy liability insurance coverage and pay an annual fee for medical and police responses to gun-related injuries and deaths, the Chronicle reports. 
Officials haven't decided how much gun owners would be required to pay annually, but the amount would be determined following a gun harm study from the Pacific Institute on Research and Evaluation, which is expected to be completed this fall. Um, it'll be probably somewhere north of $100 a year. And, and also, maybe San Jose is looking to fund their tent cities. <laughs> That's what they need. In a preliminary report, the Institute estimated that gun-related homicides, suicides, and other shootings cost San Jose about $63 million annually, per the Chronicle. The ordinance is expected to face legal challenges from gun rights advocates, of course. What they're saying, we won't magically end gun violence, but we will stop paying for it. Mayor Sam Licardo said in a statement ahead of the vote. So all you folks, because look, the people committing the gun violence are going to be in prison. You think they're going to be paying for their liability insurance? God. Okay. So all the folks that don't commit any crimes, the ones who don't do anything, you're going to make up for all the bad people. This and that is... way, that way we can compensate for all the things that happen. All the, all the people who follow the law and are responsible gun owners or whatever and who don't commit the crimes because what charlie said is is true the people who are committing the crimes a a percentage of them are going to get arrested and go to prison so the people who don't commit any of the crimes are going to be liable for the crimes okay that this is this hurts my brain just a little bit to even try to wrap my mind around next the up logic. we need all the <clears throat> males to register for sex offender liability insurance just in case <laughs> You uh, go out there and sexually That's assault good. some people. That's a good one. <laughs> we, <clears throat> That's good. We need women to sign up for uh, don't drown your kids in the bathtub insurance. Yeah. Just in case to you pay for the people who do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of insurance. We need murder. We need human beings to pay murder liability insurance. Yeah, that's right. Honestly. <laughs> and honestly, tacked on to your car insurance is going to be insurance that pays for other people who have car accidents. Uh, specifically, that's kind of what insurance does in the, in the first place, but that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. See, that's the thing, Amanda. It wasn't a joke. Yeah. I, I know what's coming. I'm yeah. just saying it. Yeah. I'm ahead of the curve here. And, uh, you know, what? <laughs> we're going to have to have white liability insurance yes. for all the, for all the, uh, white supremacists out there, of yes, course. That's right. But the, oh my God, where do you start <laughs> with this? Um, so I, I would just want to go through the first couple lines here. San Jose will require gun owners to compensate taxpayers for gun-related emergency respons uh, responses. So well, don't they already? Don't we already pay taxes for emergency responses? <laughs> gun owners are going to compensate people who the government has forcefully stolen money from that ends up getting used on other people, and people who own guns that didn't commit crimes are going to compensate. The taxpayers, who are people who have money forcefully taken from them by the government. That makes complete sense. I'm getting lightheaded right now. I feel like I could pass out, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yeah. This is insane. Well, I don't want you to lie to me. So. This is... <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> this is completely insane. Guys, listen, get, get the F out of California. Just leave. At least San Jose. Leave. Get out, okay? They don't want you. They, they don't want you at all. There are plenty of fine places to live. Le leave all those crazy-ass people with their dumbass ideas, okay? Just get out of California. I don't care if your family's there. Kidnap your family and pack them up and take them with you, okay? Get out of California while you still can. Please.
Okay. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Sam says, I don't want to imagine the cost of anal insurance. <laughs> in 2020, there were 287 cases of people dying by putting foreign objects in their anus. Uh, by the way, I think that's more than people that died by AR. Yeah, this is more people in a single year than people have been killed by ARs in the last five years, <clears throat> is what the meme says. I don't know. The, I don't remember the exact numbers, but. Tax that ass. <laughs> tax that <laughs> ass. <laughs> oh. Wow, this was a really good dumb one. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Catching my breath here for a minute. Yeah. Okay. And And I like the solemn picture here of, of Gavin Newsom here yeah. right before he leaves office. He here. just hates <laughs> to do it. He hates to do it, but he's gotta do something. Or maybe that's the mayor, I'm sorry. It's I, not it's not that that's what taxes are for, you know, to pay for the emergency services mm -hmm. for when criminals do bad things. And we need to tax people for the emergency services and then also tax people who didn't commit crimes extra because the guns that they own were not used in a crime, mm -hmm. but someone else used the gun to do something. Yeah. I don't know how many more dumb ways I can restate this dumb situation right now. And it looks like the, you know, <clears throat> governments have purview over insurances, by the way. So I guess so. You know, it's, it's not gun control. We're just requiring insurance. Yeah. That's all. You know, we were, old, we're allowed to require insurance for all kinds of other things. A, a genius idea, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at the history of the, how government holds itself up, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're not violating. We're just requiring insurance. You, you're allowed to have it you, if you buy the insurance, which we're allowed to do for everything else in life. Now it's required to have health insurance, required to have automobile insurance. It, pretty soon, all this stuff is going to be required. You're going to have to have anal insurance, it looks like. <laughs> Uh, racist insurance. Notice that uh, this is an old, this is an idea pushed by Hillary Clinton, the whole liability. They wanted it to be on the gun manufacturers. Notice she never said that there should be any liability for people who own ropes <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. She never wanted rope liability insurance. So there's your sign right yeah. there. Sheet, <clears throat> sheets liability that can, you can use for ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. Okay. Dumb bleep number eight from Dr. Asatar Bear or Bayer. I don't really know. As Asatar. Asatar Bayer is what we Asatar will call Bayer. him. <clears throat> Doctor. Doctor. People say this is a tweet. This is a tweet oh, thread. I remember this one. Oh, my dear God. I took screenshots because I assumed he would delete oh. it, but then I went through his Twitter page and it's, it's still honestly, there. Honestly, there's worse stuff than this, but <laughs> yeah. On this guy's page, he's literally saying that the, uh, the, uh, the thing happening with the, is it Uyghurs? Uyghurs in China is not actually happening, that that's made up. Uh, so, and that uh, obviously he actually makes arguments for how Mao did a good job in China. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there was 600% GDP growth while Mao was in charge and talked about that. <clears throat> Uyghurs. Uyghurs. Sorry. I got. I always forget that Uyghur. So he says that's not happening either. Okay, <clears throat> Mr. Communist and, and Amanda, you're in uh, college right now in California, right? She's probably she's so. probably running the place by now. Yeah. I would assume. I'd be so interested to see like what she said. It wasn't that bad. Well, I talked. Ta Amanda was on the um, rehumanizing thing, and we probably see the worst of the worst. Yeah, yeah. That makes the social media news. Okay. Here's what the doctor said, the economics professor, doctor, 
communist. Literally, I mean, it says on his page, I'm not trying to put him down. He would feel good when I say that. People say I idolize Stalin. Not true. I hold a fair and balanced view. The man was neither a savior nor a saint, but he was at once a very successful revolutionary, a great contributor to Marxist theory, and said to be a great listener and collaborator during discussions. He was a great listener. He was mostly a mostly good person, it seems like. And from this unapologetic, unabashed communist right here, he was a great contributor to Marxist theory. And a lot of Marxists will tell you that Stalin was not a Marxist at all. Okay. And then there are, and then there are his successes as a leader. First, the foresight to fear a belligerent German fascism. So he feared German fascism. So he was a success as a leader. Doesn't matter if he killed more people than Hitler did, I guess. That's, but fascism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then the tactical ability to successfully defeat the world's greatest invading army. army combined with the strength to make tough decisions that have no easy answers, like should you kill this child or not? (laughs) I I added that part in. I simply think one should read everything the man wrote and then make up your own mind. I would certainly conclude that he is one of the great leaders of the 20th century. Okay. Let me first first start saying that I I understand... That you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater scenario. You got to separate the wheat from the chaff. That thing. applies. That applies. When in Rome. Yeah. Yes. So I understand when you read somebody or you, you take into account the history of a person or things they wrote or whatever that you can agree with a lot of it and then be like, well, you know, I don't really agree with this, but the, he was right about this. And I understand all of that. But when all of your entire life is about basically killing your way to the top and then while you're at the top killing some more mm-hmm. and and literally and then killing the people who helped you get there also yeah, killing the people that helped you get there because yeah. you're afraid they were going to overtake you mm-hmm. and then I, I i just don't the way that he says this at the very end i would certainly conclude that he is one of the great leaders of the 20th century though yeah really great leader a fan like one of the great leaders now if you if you quantify leaders by a couple categories, like the amount of people they killed, uh, or the amount of change they implemented, maybe the amount of change they implemented, there's a leader right there. Like, there were way more people alive beforehand, so he implemented a lot of change. Um, then maybe he was a great leader if, his, if the thing he was trying to lead was genocide and murder and death. Like, if that's what he was trying to lead. He was, yeah, he was pretty good And at then that. ultimate failure. In fact, we don't know, but I, we think he's in second place in the 20th century. I think he is in second place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, Unfortunately, Mao topped him out, you know. Uh, that's, you know, Stalin just didn't live long enough. It's <laughs> like Donald Rumsfeld yesterday. <laughs> They're not the same. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I put a list in here. I did some research today on several. I just wanted to mention a few things about Stalin. Here's a few things that Stalin did. The gulags, which, by the way, were originally an order from Lenin, but Stalin continued. Stalin killed Lenin before. (laughs) Stalin killed Lenin before they could uh, actually put people in them, I guess. I don't know. And before you get started, this is exactly right. What from Amanda here? At least he wasn't a capitalist. And that is. And that's their idea. That's what they believe in. Mm -hmm. Well, at least he's not a capitalist. Because capitalism leads to death. It's what. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because capitalism is way worse. We can't prove it. Yeah. But it's way worse mm -hmm. than this. So, okay, go ahead. So the gulags, 12 million people passed through the gulags. Millions of them died, by the way. A couple million, probably. And they said the purpose, by the way, they, this is why so many people made it through the gulags and didn't die. The purpose of the gulags was not to kill people. It was designed to discipline people to, for social control. They put people in them, made them do forced labor, and tortured them for, for a couple of years. And it's then also, they put them back out in society after that. It's also a way that they could um, still not keep up with the demands of society. Because when you try to control everything centrally... You need millions of people in slave labor mm -hmm. to force them to do what you need them to do to keep the society running. And um, so the, the kulaks, we've talked about that before, the collectivization of the farms and the de-kulakization. Okay, so Stalin seized the land and property of millions of peasant families and forced them off their property. It's another bunch of them, the gulags, by the way. See, he had his... His steps are correct. He had to build the gulags first yeah. to send people to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Good leader, you know, and I hear he's a great listener. These people, the Kulaks, were the richer of the peasant class and seen as a direct threat to Stalin's rule, so they were dispossessed, many were murdered, and the others were exiled and forced to work in collective farms or in the gulags and mining or construction, where millions more died. This then leading, aiding to the Great Famine, which, uh, according to most of the numbers I pulled today, around 14.5 million people died of starvation in the Great Famine between 1932 and 33. Unlike the other famines where drought was the main cause, it was actually Stalin's policies towards industrialization and the actual collectivization and controlling the means of production that actually led to this and the fact that they had killed all of the good farmers, because those were the, were the rich peasants, of course. And so you kill all the people that were good at farming. And then you end up with a famine. In addition, Stalin used the food shortages strategically, making sure that certain areas were affected more than others. So they controlled the food, and then they picked places that they would starve or that they would feed. He welcomed many of the deaths, especially when it came to the enemies of the state, kulaks and idlers. He quoted Lenin. By the way, any of you socialist Marxists out there who love Lenin and want to stop this evil, forced labor of capitalism, these terrible things. Um, Lenin, he quoted him in saying, he who does not work, neither shall he eat. So the rule was, if you did not work in the forced labor camps, then you were not going to eat. Okay. And even if you did work, you may not eat. And then if you did, <laughs> you might, you might not. Okay. And then giving the pass, here's just a little, just a little uh, extra right yeah. here. Well, the, I mean, as you're reading these, I'm just like, these are the qualities of a leader. Yeah. And keep in mind, he was a good listener. Right. Okay? <laughs> you can't excuse the fact that the guy was a good listener. <laughs> you know how many screams he had to hear yeah. at all times? You know how many men aren't good listeners? Yeah. All of them. This is a quality that we are lacking these days. And this guy had it. Listening skills. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> An extra war crimes... So after hearing reports that Soviet soldiers raped women in Germany and elsewhere, he said, what is so awful in having fun with a woman after such horrors? That's fine. Yeah. What's so bad about that? We just went through a lot right here, thanks to me. <laughs> okay. Of course. 
that's what they wanted to do. It's actually the woman's fault for not knowing the terrible things that that guy had gone through. Exactly. And that he needed, he needed this. He needed to have a little bit of fun. It's like, I hear you. <laughs> I'm listening to your problems. And, and then he killed them afterwards. Yeah. That was but he, before he said, before he killed everyone, he said, I hear you, man. Yeah. Totally. I get it. I'm listening. Okay. The great leaders of the 20th century. There you have it, folks. I mean, <laughs> it's um, the makings of a leader. Yeah, that's, I mean. Which is why I think our country's struggling. We don't have a leader with this, with this much listening skill mm -hmm. and, and who is willing to do what's difficult and necessary for a thriving society. And what you said earlier, communists will excuse this because of the goal that they were pursuing which was to get rid of the capitalists, uh, which was to get rid of the ruling class. And so they'll excuse this, because if you want to make an omelet, you got to crack a few eggs. You know what I mean, man? Okay? <laughs> and so they'll excuse this, because the goal, it was a noble goal that they were pursuing. And so, of course, we saw Xi Jinping talking about how uh, they had finally, they had done all these great things in China, and they had a prosperous society. And people talking about, oh, see, look how good all this communism ended up going. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe they did also kill 60 million people towards this pursuit over the last hundred years that you're talking about. And so while you're talking about this prosperous society right now, if it is prosperous, if you're trusting all your numbers from China, uh, they did also murder about 60 million people during that pursuit. And those need to be counted in the numbers of your society right there. Like, okay, well, we uh, saved the lives of this many people this year, and we only had to kill 60 million to get there, okay? That's the only way that we could do it. And so anyway, I just, I think that that's a good dumb bleep right there. I think it's pretty crazy. And by the way, you guys can go and vote. Go do your votes. In go the, get your votes in. In the dumb bleep channel of the Discord. Give it a thumbs up if you want to vote for it, okay? In the Dumb Bleep channel of the Discord, go give it a thumbs up. Charlie, you tell him. Tell and y'all, if you want to be part of this voting process, well, you got to get inside the private secret Discord. And let me make sure Clay's not here. I don't see him, so that's good. Which means you got to go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Get signed up for as little as five bucks a month. Y'all can join in and spread the Liberty News. Put your money where your mouth is, folks. And we have uh, the Patreon group keeps growing, which is nice. We have um, mm. we have quite a few people on here at noon, which is mm -hmm. good. And we really appreciate and love hanging out with each and every one of you. And we we want more. You know, the more the merrier is and what the, I say. The show creeps keeps growing as well. By the that's way, right. we just we just popped over another resistance level. So we did. That's uh, that's good. And so far, we're up ten percent compared to last month. Yeah. That's what it says. Last one might have started with a weekend, but who cares? That's nice. <laughs> so we really appreciate all of you. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. If you want to learn about trading, um, then MasterMyStonks.com. Uh, there's free trials. You can literally see everything on the class for free. MasterMyStonks.com, the ERB strategy that we talk about, which you'll know what it is if you go to the website and sign up, is popping off, man. Man, that's we good. Had, we had some good days. And if you want to learn all about that, MasterMyStonks or MasterMyTrades.com. What are the votes? It looks like dumb bleep number eight. Dumb bleep number eight. The old Stalin idolizer. Dumb bleep number seven was probably pretty close. I, I bet. It, um, you know, it didn't get many votes. Pretty much uh, most of the votes went for dumb bleep number eight. Lori Lightfoot got some love in there. 
or some hate. I don't know what you call it. Um, got some love in there, but yeah, mostly uh, mostly everyone went for the old Stalin Which sympathizer. Is real dumb. It is really dumb. Yeah, and I would tend to agree with the overall vote. I to tell you the truth. I couldn't. I could agree more, but I'm not going to this time. All right. <laughs> All right, if you all enjoyed today's show, like I said, do those things on Patreon. But a free way is to support the show is share the show with a friend, with an enemy, with a loved one, with a hated one, the children, and aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, mothers, Marys. All right, if you guys do all of those things, then we'll be back again on Tuesday mm-hmm. for a live show. We will have a, a, uh, a slated show for you all on Monday. But on Tuesday, we will be back with a live show and I hope you guys have a good weekend. Happy birthday to America on Sunday. Get your celebration on, and you guys have a good day. Good morning, Liberty.